0: spread veganism on a whole nother level and audio level
1: (laughs) (laughs) check your vegan audio level slow down you damn vegans welcome to the damn vegans podcast beat the overwhelm by cooking smarter not harder in 2016 get support right here from us at veganmario.com you do all sorts of stuff that's way harder than this Love Mario's bread, but live too far away for pickup? Vegan Mario's now ships to all 50 states. Buy Mario's signature gluten-free sourdough at veganmario.com. Locals, come on in for a nut-free Nutella sandwich on gluten-free sourdough and take a trip to Flavor Country. Scroll to the last couple of minutes of this podcast for a list of this week's specials at Vegan Mario's. Take this as a sign from the universe. Your belly is hungry for gluten-free vegan food. Make it yourself or buy it from Mario. We're recording.
0: Excellent. Thanks for joining us for the Damn Vegans Podcast, episode 002. I'm Amanda Congdon and this is my co-host.
2: Mario Lebrandi
0: also known as
2: vegan mario
0: if you subscribe to our email list which you can easily do at veganmario.com you already have the reading list we're going to give you with this episode we'll leave it in the link section below this audio post and we have a special guest on the show today our three-year-old son winter he said he wanted to be on the podcast so here he is so winter what's it like to have been vegan since conception (laughs) Do you like your food that you eat? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to eat? Avo. Avo? Avocado? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, what did you have today so far to eat? Did you just eat some Brussels sprouts? I did. You did? And when you were with your Nona this morning, did you have any oranges? We had
1: tangerine juice.
0: Tangerine juice.
1: And we had some cashews
0: cashews. Do you like to have salads? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to put in salads besides lettuce? Olives and capers and caper berries. Capers and caper berries. So Mar, talk about your vegan evolution. When did you start skipping animal products?
2: When you break it down, it really comes down to like making it easier and simplifying the kitchen work. It had to do with Me not wanting to have to do the extra step of sanitizing and cleaning my workspace to that extent where you have to take out the bleach and bleach your cutting boards. I realized you didn't really have to do that with fruits and veggies. We
0: didn't really think about that that's like a pig on our plate or like a cow. It was just that you didn't want to spend as much time in the kitchen preparing food. And preparing fruits and vegetables takes less time than preparing meat because of the elaborate bleaching involved of the tools.
2: Yeah, it's just easier to keep a sanitized kitchen when you're not cooking meat.
0: And because this happened in 2008, it makes me think that it was because of our move to California that we stopped eating as much meat.
2: There were farmers markets that had lots of organic food and it was easy to get more quantity and variety of fruits and veggies that were really nice and so we just kind of gravitated towards those I think and started eating more and more and
0: so we're like wow we can buy everything at the farmer's market and just eat those things produce yeah for our meals and then we're just like oh wow it takes a lot less time to do this than to make meat dishes and then there's a gap in my memory of what happened between when we started eating less meat and when we i realized i hadn't eaten meat for three weeks i i know that that happened in august 2008 and no no july 2008 and then it was like august when i was like oh i haven't eaten meat in a while Mm -hmm. let's not tell anybody until we figure out whether or not we are vegetarian let's stay in the closet
2: I remember there was a transitionary period where we were still just eating like those veggie chicken style cutlets, corn, Q-U-O-R-N, I think they're called. Oh, man. We're like eating, I was making like those things Parmesan style with...
0: Oh, yeah, that was pretty good.
2: In a, in our toaster oven, remember?
0: But those have like those have a little bit of in them, eggs in them, I think.
2: Yeah, and so there was a little transition period where we ate those.
0: But when did we decide that we were vegetarian?
2: I think it took, like, a little bit of courage in the beginning. For a while, I thought, like, maybe it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure it would work. You know, I learned in school, you got to eat your food pyramid. You got to have your...
0: Yeah, let's I just, mean, like, cut out like, it's like whole two whole sections.
2: It's like two whole... We were, like, cutting out two of the categories. They said, were like, the building blocks of... Good health. And so it took a while for me to figure it out. And then all the, that's kind of, I think, when all the research started and all the book reading and to verify that it was. And the
0: book buying and reading a few chapters.
2: I think it was just building up our knowledge base to feel confident. Well,
0: and to answer the questions from people that were coming to us. exactly. Good-hearted people just concerned for our well-being.
2: Well, I know my parents were concerned.
0: And I had family and friends concerned as well. I took longer to go fully vegan than you did. I think we started the vegetarian thing at the same time, like summer 2008. And then I wasn't fully vegan until two summers later. I would occasionally have dairy and like trace dairy, I guess is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Like cupcakes and things like that. Oh, and I guess trace eggs, too, and cupcakes. The trace stuff, like the little bits, like when you're not actually going out and drinking a glass of cow's milk or something, those yeah. trace bits are some of the last things to go for a lot of people.
2: Well, I think also there's a lot of people who think that if you're offered something, you're supposed to, like, just say, okay, thank you.
0: A lot of people in Ohio are of a spiritual nature. They pride themselves on being good people, I guess. And so if somebody does offer you a gift or a present and you're vegan and it's non-vegan, how do you refuse it in a polite manner? Some people would say that there is no polite way to refuse a gift.
2: Right. Yeah, I just, I refuse it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do too. But that right there, I think, is what people object to about veganism
2: that's just like another one of those things that you just can't worry about it i mean if you're always worrying about
0: what other people think about you then you're doomed
2: yeah
0: let's just like keep moving in the vegan evolution
2: yeah so we were eating that like fake meat stuff for a while
0: for a few years and then
2: you got your pericarditis
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and then we went raw f- eating raw vegan for a while for a year I no was lines. raw for
0: a year, I know that. That was around 2011.
2: Pizza was the last the last non-vegan thing. I have a tweet here. October 17th, 2009.
0: My mom's birthday, also.
2: I ate a pizza with cheese. I was non-vegan. Pizza is my weakness. I bow before you, pizza.
0: So you quit cheese for some reason on my mom's birthday in 2009. Mm-hmm. And... Fill me in on the progression to full vegan. That was it. That was it. That was the last day. And what happened that day?
2: I ate a slice of pizza. And then I had been doing some research about what is in the cheese. And
0: So when you were eating the pizza, you were thinking like, there's pus in this. Uh...
2: I knew that it wasn't coming from a good place.
0: In what way? Like in a cruelty way?
2: Yeah, like energetically it had a bad energy imprint on it that I was very aware of, and I was like eating it.
0: Knowing about the pus, that there was a maximum pus count that could be in store-bought milk. Like, okay, this amount of pus is allowed, but not over that amount. And that our numbers in America were higher. You could have more pus in America than other places, like Europe. That really drove it home for me when I learned about that, and that was just because one vegan Decided to make a difference one day and talked to me about it. Was like, hey, you should do some research. If you're vegetarian, like, do some research about what is really in milk. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I did five seconds of research and I was like, okay, uh, um, I'm done. I'm vegan. That's it. Mm. I didn't even, like, delve into it. I, like, just very service level. It was over. And I've never turned back. Then I got pericarditis, and we were like flying around the country trying to get me the best doctors. We went to the Cleveland Clinic, and I just got put on like heavy doses of ibuprofen basically, and for life, like I was supposed to just be on it forever. So then we were looking for any possible solution that might help.
2: And we turned to the internet.
0: Right. And what did we find?
2: A little Google in here, a little Google in there. Yeah,
0: we were doing a lot of Googling. I remember we were desperate. We needed to find some solution, and we did find it. The internet came through. Thank you, internet.
2: Yep, raw vegan. And then we read 801010.
0: 10. Yeah, raw veganism. You found the 30 bananas a day community.
2: Yeah.
0: And I just started devouring the information that was available there.
2: And there's an insane amount of information.
0: Some of it can get pretty out there. But, I mean, a lot of it is right on target in terms of what got me better. So the raw veganism worked. It worked within 12 days. I was off my meds. I didn't need any other assistance from any doctors. I felt great. I still feel great. Still pericarditis free with no medication. My diet is gluten-free vegan. High raw gluten-free vegan.
2: Sounds delish.
0: Sounds like I could get food at Vegan Mario's with no problem.
2: Yeah, I eat a lot of avocados, a lot of dates.
0: A lot of sprouted nuts.
2: A lot of sprouted nuts, a lot of steamed Japanese sweet potatoes. Just plain delicious. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They are good.
2: I also like to eat little gems, which are these little tiny heads of lettuce And I I like to put my probiotic cashew cheese on them. That's pretty awesome.
0: Mario will arrive at the farmer's market and just go and trade for a giant box of strawberries and eat the entire box. Two pounds. Two pounds of strawberries as a breakfast.
2: People often think that I'm selling them, and then I'm like, no, that's my
0: breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) All of those? Are you going to be okay?
2: Twigs and berries and...
0: So you eat berries and bread and nuts. Okay. <laughs> Great.
2: And leaves. Sounds like a
0: rabbit. Rabbit food. <laughs> it's all you eat. Damn vegans. And that's where you are now. So you came from being a meat eater only, I don't know, eight years ago to becoming vegetarian for a year or so and then and quickly, quickly becoming vegan then raw vegan, then high raw, gluten-free vegan is where you are now.
2: Yep, now I'm working on being well hydrated.
0: That's awesome. I'm so all for that.
2: Water is the lubrication of the entire system. It's the solution that all the chemical reactions take place in. So,
0: Water break.
2: Just like an engine can't run without oil.
0: An engine can't run without oil? Thank you for sharing your vegan evolution with us.
2: Vegan evolution.
0: I hope that it has inspired at least one person to go vegan. And I will now enter the void. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where I read you our newsletter.
2: Why is it called the void?
0: Well, I guess because... I can't imagine a more boring thing to do on a podcast than to read a newsletter, but I'm going to read it. I promise I'll put some personality into it.
2: Cool. Not too loud.
0: All right. Like yoga, veganism is a practice, not a destination. Over the holidays, I ate chicken eggs. This was not my intention. I ate a potato dish that I thought was made with vegan eggs, but came to find out it was made with regular mayo instead. After only one bite, I knew something was very wrong. It tasted like the food had turned or something. After seven and a half years of foregoing eggs, am I no longer vegan after that one slip up? Of course I still am. But according to some vegans on the internet, I may not be. Mario and I are plugged into several vegan groups on Facebook, where we keep our ears to the ground about the latest and greatest in the veggie sphere. Did you know the biggest digital vegan community in the world centers around comedy? Vegan humor is a great place to commune with other vegans. It's not a Vegan 101 site. It's geared more towards the seasoned vegan. And there are 86,000 members and counting. Anyhow, one thing that often takes me aback is the time and energy people in these groups spend calling each other out on not being vegan enough. I mean, would you be friends with these people? Is this where the term militant vegan comes from? This kind of gotcha veganism gives the movement a bad rap. You have
2: some vegan friends, right?
0: No. People who are specifically seeking out vegan groups on the internet, unless they are straight up trolls just looking to cause a ruckus, are attempting to meet other vegans and educate themselves. They're there looking for support. And thankfully, plenty of helpful vegans populate these groups too. What's important are our intentions. Once we've eliminated dairy, eggs, fish, meat from our diets, we're plant-based. Quite literally, our bodies are being actively composed of plant matter. Later, when we learn about the cruelty involved in silk, leather, down, and the wool industries, we're not buying those things anymore either. There might be a few remnants of our previously cruelty-full, or more likely cruelty-ignorant, life still waiting to be released from the backs of our closets. Heck, I recently found a long-forgotten silk shirt of mine purchased circa 2007. My babysitter, who is the veganest vegan I know, says I can sell items like this if I want to, although we did talk about perhaps sticking to donations so we aren't profiting off of any animal's misfortune. I threw this shirt up for sale on a local resale Facebook group. Someone wants to buy it for $5. Who's wasting time and energy now? Prescription pills? Not vegan. Seeing eye dog? Not vegan. Drive a car? Make sure to get Michelin tires or another brand that uses veggie-based stearic acid. Actually, there are a lot of vegan issues to consider before you buy a car. The longer I'm vegan, the more I realize how unvegan I really am what if you ride in a friend's car and their car isn't vegan that is if you have any friends left after you become vegan you know ones that aren't in your computer are you going to ask your friend if her tires are vegan before you hop in yes (laughs) no you're not
2: i say hey what kind of tires you got on that car and sometimes they don't answer me i say sorry can't risk it
0: give me a break even if you live in a mud hut buy a natural spring, survive off twigs and berries, commute everywhere by foot, and make your own clothing out of grape leaves. I'm sure there would still be vegans out there, usually newer vegans, who would find something less than vegan about your lifestyle. Also, if you know a vegan who has a grape leaf based fashion line, please send them my way. That's someone I need to know. You've come a long way, vegan, or veganish one. As a little present, you're getting the Vegan Mario's Resource Guide. Have you read any of the books on it? Any you would add? Yeah, some days it feels like, huh, mo' vegan, mo' problems. Totally. Do you sometimes wish you could unknow the things you know? No. You're still on this path. You're still listening to this podcast. What you're doing, while maybe not the most convenient thing to do, is the right thing to do. Toodaloo, for now. Tune in next time when Mario speaks more quietly. What was that? I told you to talk louder.
2: Did I talk louder?
0: Now you're talking louder.
2: I'm projecting my voice. Why
0: don't you talk like that the whole time?
2: Because it feels fake.
0: (laughs) It sounds good.
2: It sounds inauthentic.
0: It sounds perfect. It's called showmanship. (laughs)
2: Peace out. Keep eating that gluten-free sourdough bread.
0: All our love, Mario and Amanda and Winter.
1: Locals, come on in today and Saturday and allow Mario to exceed your expectations. 625 North Ventura Avenue in California's spectacular Ojai Valley. We've got beautiful specials for you today and tomorrow at the shop. I will now attempt to read the specials for Friday, January 29th, and Saturday the 30th in a minute or less. First up, the savory, green salad pizza, $16. And the sweet, new Mario's Nut-Free Nutella on Sourdough, $6. Next, the standard. Sourdough Pizza, $14.00, and Calzones, $10.00. And you may have heard, Ohio loves golden milk. And ask about our golden nuggets. They're a super easy way to make this milk yourself. Now, taking pre-orders for cold-pressed juice as well. A half gallon of organic cold-pressed greener juice, $48 BYOC, that's bring your own container, Or $3 more if you need a jar. Did you know you can learn one-on-one with Mario right here in his kitchen in the Ojai Valley? Book a class and bring a few friends or family members. All ages are welcome and classes are held Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. Find out more at veganmario.com. See you next time. You damn vegans.